with science by definition allows for more than one opinion, otherwise you merely have the will of one man, which is the basis of cult. If it's not in the frame, it doesn't exist. I'm as bad as hell, and I'm not gonna take this anymore! I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I am usually... Where you been? Drunk. Wendy? <laughs> Darling? Light of my life. Oh! What is your one purpose in life? To explode, of course. I like death with sex. How about you, Casey? You like sex with death? Yes, yeah, so fuck off and die. I, I actually would, for nostalgia reasons too, because Army yeah. of Darkness is my dad's favorite one, obviously, because yeah. it's that like tracks. fucking dumb. <laughs> that, that tracks. I don't know why, <laughs> yeah. but that makes ben Hels- perfect sense. Because Van Helsing, because Van Helsing's his favorite movie, so it's like, of course, Army of Darkness. Oh my god. Like you know, so yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> of course it is. Well, oh, yeah, man. So anyway, let's just uh, let's just get into it, bud. Um, this is the Cult of Cinema Knowledge podcast. Dude, you know, I was preparing for this uh, episode all morning. I was just wide-eyed right at the sun. I just stared directly <laughs> into the sense. sun if you're as on the, wide as I could. If, if you're on the video, you'll know that Jordan's eyes are just seeping blood. Just, yeah, <laughs> just right out of his so, skull. They're, they're, pure, they're pure white, and they're like, they've got a leather uh, exterior. They're just nothing but scabs at this point. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So you might be wondering why... Jordan was staring directly into the sun all morning. Uh, other than that's his regular Tuesday routine to get ready <laughs> yeah, for the podcast. Right. <laughs> uh, it's because we watched the movie Sunshine. Sunshine. Sunshine, directed by Danny Boyle and written by Alex Garland. Holy <laughs> shit, I just realized and it wasn't my week to write the synopsis, right? Did you write it? No. <laughs> oh, I was actually, I was, I'm upset at you because i wanted you to write it and then for, <laughs> so i didn't have to take the the fall i uh i 100 forgot yeah <laughs> and so i like i like had no idea it was my turn so i literally like like 6 15 i come in and i just start like bashing something out and then yeah. i was like well this is this is trash i don't have time to fix this so <laughs> so anyways i i'll read my i'll read my like my opener and then i can kind of it's fortunately this is a pretty this is like really is a very simple story. Yeah, the plot. The plot small is very straightforward. So. So. Yeah, but I'll I'll read my what ha- my opener was. Uh, Sunshine, Danny Boyle, it's 2007. Our star is dying, and the crew aboard the Icarus II carries a payload the size of Manhattan, with the hopes of causing a chain reaction to reignite the sun and bring a livable climate back to the world. And then I was like, we find our we find our crew six months out, and they're voyage into space and so it's yeah the icarus 2 there's eight people uh on the on the ship and they're all they're all varying degrees of astronaut science person and they're all they're all super nerds and they are our main our main character is kappa the the um see i always well, he's a physicist is that i don't know how, yeah, I don't, like, yeah he's like the he's nuclear a, he's like a nuclear physicist a, uh, he built physicist. he built the giant nuclear bomb bomb boy he's which he is, is oppenheimer <laughs> which is funny so, i know i didn't even make that connection until we started watching the movie yeah. i was like holy shit he plays a nuclear physicist play- in this and yeah uh all, i guess it's a it's actually a direct sequel to our real life yeah right exactly of, yeah. of him playing oppenheimer it's his right. great it's great great kappa <laughs> his, his, <laughs> yeah. his great great grandson <laughs> Yeah, anyway, behind any, Kappa. Anyway, but so what so, happens to these astronauts and scientists? I know, right? Jordan? Yeah, right, right, right. I know, <laughs> right. So, like, oh my God, 
This is uh, why we write synopsises. I know. Leave me alone. Synops- I started. I started, <laughs> I started writing something, but it's like it's really bad. Anyways, whatever. The the crew, they're they're six months out in their voyage. They just passed Mer- Mercury, and um, a distress signal from Icarus One that was that was marooned and abandoned and like you know just uh presumed missing yeah, or, you know it was missing it's lost presumed it's dead sea, essentially right exactly they get a distress signal from that ship and the crew have to like deliberate and figure out what they're going to do and i actually i really appreciate the the like the um the writing for this and like the structure of the crew where like they wanted to do it like as a democracy. And he's like, we're not a democracy. We're, we're scientists. We're, we're, you know, it's we're going to do this. Like, yeah, the risk assessment. And it's like, and it's cool. Cause the, the psych op on there, the psychologist, he's like, he's like, no, we're going to do this because we're all very intelligent. We're going to, we're going to do the, the most logical thing. The most like the thing that that's scientifically going to give us the greater outcome. And then they put that on Kappa and it's his, it's his duty now and his whole, his responsibility to figure out if they want to go to the Icarus one and take them off course. Right. And not even, uh, to, not with, even with, to like save them or anything. It's just to get their no, bomb. Just, that's the rest. Right, of exactly. That's why they give it to Kappa. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. They give it to Kappa because he apparently can make the, he can, he gets to make the greatest decision because he is, he's technically the only person that knows how to operate the bomb on yeah. the ship, and which I, I think was a little, a little odd for like, narratively like that you just give it to one person but i love how everyone fits in their like in their their yeah. archetype their trope it, it's very you know? like so, every person needs to every, it's all the cogs but it's like the minimum amount of people you can have to run right. it so everyone has a vital job you know what i mean right exactly and it's and it's like it is it it plays to like the hubris of man where we've built a machine that's like our spaceship is so technologically advanced that like you really only need a bare bones crew and every person can just do their one thing because they didn't, they don't expect you to, you know, get into any trouble, even though they have the knowledge of the first ship going, going missing, <laughs> you yeah. know, and their, their communication goes down. So anyways, it's kind of, I, I like that. It actually works really well for the plot of just like, yeah, just backstory. But anyways, they, uh, they go so to, then they, what they, decide happens? To, <laughs> they decide, they decide to go to Icarus one as, as, you would imagine it would be awkward if they just, this movie's 35 minutes and they just go, he goes, no, and they go to the sun and then it's a successful mission and they go home. <laughs> but they just, they decide to go to Chris one. They, they dock it. They, it's really cool. Cause the ship has these, these huge shields in front of them. That's like, you know, protecting them. The ship lives behind this, this huge shield and it's protecting from the sun. And so they use that shield to like kind of block it a little bit. So then they can, they can like disengage from the bomb from the payload and then move their actual ship over and dock to the Icarus one. And this is important because uh, the ships are docked and they're connected with their doors, essentially whatever their ports. And then they like, they get in, it pressurizes, everything's cool. They get on Icarus one and it's like covered in, covered in, um, it's, it's, it looks like dust, but it's kind of ashen. And anyways, it's like, really dirty and abandoned and it's really quiet and really odd but there's a lot of life in the sense of like 
vegetation and like their yeah. their biodome area they where they grow find their food out and everything their oxygen. works except for the flight yeah. controls which have been sabotaged which have been sabotaged correct and then they find the crew and the crew have kind of they they look like it's like kind of a like ritualistic sacrifice or that of like a communal suicide they're all they're all sitting in front of the observation deck for the sun and it they've they've opened the observation deck to 100% and let the sun in and it's like it's like burned them it's like it's, it's turned them to like ashy corpse it's, yeah no it's no it's a, spf it's is going to help with that <laughs> i know i made yeah we all made that joke but uh anyways so it's like it's like really cool and creepy and then they get and then they get a voice recording uh, like a video recording of some like you know video log from the captain of the icarus 1 his name's pinbacker and he's straight up like cuckoo bananas. He's like, he's like, oh yeah. He's like the sun. He's like, I opened up my eyes and this I saw the God. sign, dude. Yeah, he yeah. knows that is exactly. Yeah. What he literally, he literally I was like, saw the sun. saw the sun. <laughs> I saw the sun. I opened I up saw my the eyes. Sun. I saw the sun. I opened but up yeah. my eyes and saw the sun. Saw the sun. <laughs> but it's like, dude, he like he's he's definitely he's definitely God. He's God gray gray. Yeah. So. He, he, Pinbacker, like, all, all of a sudden, everyone's on the ship, they see this weird recording, and they're like, well, that's Funky Monkey, and then, boom, the ship gets disconnected, and it's, like, not pressurized correctly, so Icarus 2 gets, gets torn apart, and then they, they softly drift away from Icarus 1, and now that the people on Icarus 1 are like, oh, we got, we need to get back, how are we gonna do this, and it's really cool, because, now they they have to make a choice again. Who's the most valuable person on the ship? It's Kappa, and it's so cool because like Kappa's like thrusted with this responsibility where he's just like it's kind of just like ah shit man. This is like this is super heavy. It's like psychologically yeah. it's, intense. It's really well just... written. Everything that drives oh, the plot so... forward to like give yeah. Kappa these positions because he's not like that kind of character and... necessarily. No, like, like no. he's sort of reluctant and stuff, but yeah. Uh, right, right. Because it's I mean, great because it's he, like because of their their the hierarchy of them, they all know immediately. Like Kappa needs to go. You know what I mean? Kappa's yeah. the one. Like he's the one, and it's cool. They they iter- like throughout the whole movie, it's um it's stated that everybody knows the their one life doesn't it it you know it's like our one life doesn't outweigh the the billions that we're gonna save at home. That's the you know so they're just kind of like they know it's almost like this. Uh, like crusade they know they're going on this mission and it's like well we kind of just know we're going to die and they kind of know that like honestly really early in the movie yeah i think a lot of the all, characters all made peace with it. have kind of accepted it but have right. had the reality hasn't sunk in yet because the plan is to come home but it hasn't right, sunk exactly. in until harvey realizes that they're not getting back home and then he just yeah. he's the one that can't deal with the fact that he might die i know i love that die. dude but yeah, the second in command, but anyways, you know they're all the, gonna die. Like, no, that's the I thing. Mean, the right. whole, pretty it's, much the whole movie, though. You know, because they know yeah. that they're all gonna die, and that makes for an interesting. Like, it doesn't matter if we die, the characters in the movie. It's about do they complete their mission or not. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, well, and, and you and, and like, what's happening with the Icarus One and everything. Yeah, I I I was left the first time I saw it with like. I was kind of like, oh, shit, are they going to – because I, I was really nervous that they were going to make it, like, hopeful and someone was going to survive. And I was like, oh, man, the whole time I was like, it's like, don't do that. Don't, you know, don't have anyone survive. Everyone has to die. All right. And spoiler alert, everyone dies. Everyone dies. So, so they so – they We're a little God, halfway through I know, the movie. No, <laughs> we're more than halfway now. So they shoot back over. You know, he they, they 
open the pressure on the Icarus one and it, it shoots him over and it's this like crazy daring shot. And he, you know, they make it and the, the one, the, the whatever the second in command who Har- becomes Harvey, captain, the comms officer, Harvey, Harvey, he just dies and who gives a shit about him. But, uh, they get back into the ship and then it turns out they're like, Oh, we only have enough oxygen to make it to the drop off point. You know, blah, blah, blah. We have, like, four people on crew. And then the ship, who's, like, sentient, it can be, like, it's, like, oh, no, I, you're, you have five you have five living people on the ship. And he's, like, oh, fuck, we shouldn't. And then it's, like, boom, it's Pinbacker. Here he is. And he's out there, like, he's just, like, he's running around, like, like in the in the, in the the grate. He's just, like, in the air ducts. Like, he's messing with all this shit. And he's, like, breaking the computers. And anyways, uh, they, like, I don't know. He, he causes some shit. He kills some of the crew. He's, you know, pure evil. And he attacks Kappa. And uh, Kappa gets, like, stuck in a thing, and he puts a suit. Anyways, that doesn't really matter, because he just ends up getting onto the, the payload, and he has to, he has to like, disengage the payload and ride the payload down manually. It, it turns into that, like, you have to do it manually. He can't, he can't just set the computer anymore because it's been damaged. And so he gets onto the, the actual bomb, and he, he meets Pinbacker, and then... The he's like disconnected the ship and now the payload is falling into the sun. It's been like, you know, uh, its propulsion system is on and it's just pushing him towards the sun. And so like time distorts and like it's kind of cool because like there is no like there's no fight between good and evil in this. It's like Pinbacker shows up, they tussle for a minute and then it like <laughs> they get thrown away and like the whole like time just doesn't really exist gravity is broken and like yeah. they're just they're just Smears tumbling out with all the gravity and the yeah. velocity and everything right right and they're just like yeah they're tumbling and hurtling and they're they're going like directly into the center of the sun and he's able to he's able to, to get to the bomb and he like sets it up manually and then like it goes off and then he's like standing between the eruption and it's just like a wall of fire and like the ignition sparks behind him and it's just like all time has stood still and he's just like there forever and it's really cool and he like goes right into the sun and it's just a little bleep and then it ends with a sunny day <laughs> it does cool. end with yeah so, he's got the, the and it, quote and at the beginning it ends with the sunny day it's nice and right and it like and it shows really is, Earth. It actually I, is like i was surprised they when truly it showed make Earth, it but i'm glad they only showed it yeah the once yeah it's optimistic right. for oh, they well, uh it, succeeded like, in their it, mission you it know? succeeded Earth right, exactly is, they, like it, they're heroes you know they died they right. died as heroes, most of them. Yeah, I know, and it's and That's it's nice. beautiful, and it's yeah. it's not like it's not like Oppenheimer where it's going to be like American propaganda. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see. And yeah, we'll a, a see. Non, a non-American. I, I mean, Christopher Nolan's making. He's not American, so who knows? Maybe. He, right. Um, I mean, true. Who knows? Yeah, I'm, who knows? My fingers, my fingers are crossed. I'm, I'm hoping. Who knows? But anyways, uh, back to <laughs> just going to say sun. those godless commies got to blow them up. I know, really, <laughs> no, really though. It's kind of hard to be like. <laughs> to be like this bomb, I, I'm sure in the movie they're going to go all out. I like, trust this Christopher is a big Nolan, bomb. It's but scary. I hope not. Yeah, like it's not directed know, by Clint Eastwood. <laughs> like, like <laughs> I know, right? Clint Eastwood's version. He's going to make Oppenheimer Clint- after he sees this movie. He's going to be like, yeah, that was a goddamn fucking godless shame. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, really though. There was an you know rock flag and eagle. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. He's going to be like, I'm going to put a cowboy hat on that bomb. <laughs> but anyways, uh, just like Cooper you know what's so cool. It. This, I know exactly. That's, I mean, that's literally what I'm going to get at right this yeah, second. Yeah. So, everybody out in podcast land, you're probably like, what are these fucking, <laughs> what are these coots just rambling about? But this movie has so many just like Easter eggs, callbacks, homage, whatever you want to call it. That, like, the, the style of storytelling in this, it's really tight and really beautiful, but it has so many little nuggets. Like, it's beautiful. They ride. 
they ride an atomic bomb into the sun and it's like just <laughs> like in Doctor Strange Love. <laughs> He's like yeah. they like God they damn, ride the Dr. atomic Strange bomb. Love. It's so I know, dude. It's so good. And it's and got like, like love... the obelisks that are ba- that are uh, reminiscent of 2001. Right. Uh, Those, at, yeah. At the end of the and, movie. And then obviously and the, the robot is very Hal inspired. Like it's like it knows right. its place within like the sci-fi lexicon. Well, he, he definitely was like he's like not – Danny Boyle wasn't trying to reinvent anything. He's just taking all the things that he loves and he's, you know, putting them into a movie. And like he really did, it was like it was like 2001: A Space Odyssey and Alien were like the two biggest influences. Yeah. And it's cool because like Pinbacker is fucking Dark Star. It's like he, you know, yeah. no, he like, literally, yeah, yeah Pinbacker. He, he literally is, is. It's like yeah. And then um, the one, and then the Cartman suits are funny, or not Cartman, but the oh, Kenny the Kenny suits from yeah, South Park. The, the like how he like yeah, they like Kenny from South Park. Yeah, these are these are like the funniest. It's like you can't. I don't know. It's cool because it's like all these like silly little Easter eggs, but then it's like the movie is the movie is is pure drama it's 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 wholly serious and then it kind of like i i think that like people get upset with the third act yeah people's biggest complaint so is that it, it, it shifts tonal and they say oh it just becomes like a slasher oh. movie and i'm like every oh, it's, it's not so much more it's not out of left field or anything because yeah like everything in the, the script is really really good and everything in the script, like, a lot has to happen for Pinbacker to get on that ship and things to happen. And there's, like, a lot of foreshadowing for it and everything. But, like, right. I get that it's, like, he basically goes around and he's all, like, crazy and, like, the fucking camera's all glitching out. And it's, like... I was going to say, that is my... That's my only... So, when I first I, saw this I, Yeah, movie, I wish they would have just showed him. It, but I, but, me too. But I'm glad the, cho- yeah. the way they chose not to show him as much was yeah. effective so it's a minor gripe that's why this is a no, four right. that's one of the reasons this is a four and a half star movie uh because really goddamn do i fucking love this movie and yeah. seen it a dozen times probably and Easy. i will definitely be watching it again in the future but it's like it's it's the small little things like that uh, that are really minor that it's just like but i still think it's one of the best sci-fi films of all time you know what i mean so <laughs> It's it's like top ten easy for me yeah. easy top top five probably top five honestly. probably it like I just love how I love how tight it is and I'm I am like I'm just like a little atheist edge lord that like I love I love that like the sun drove him mad and like he's I like, love that. he literally was like talking to God it's like I loved well, all of his and there's a lot of, he's such a with, cool evil villain I love he, it it's it's cool because it's like he is basically what Cyril could have become if he was more like if he like it's like had he been like we don't know what kind of man pinbacker was like he probably already had some shit deep down um before he went all insane and stuff so who knows if cyril would have had the same fate but it's like it's clear that whatever happened to pinbacker is what is happening to cyril who is obsessed with staring at the sun i mean the movie starts with him in the sunroom being <laughs> yeah. like that's so good uh how high of percentage can i see this and they're like we're seeing it at two percent and he's like well can we see it at five <laughs> percent and the yeah. machine's like no you'll go blind and he's like well what's the highest i can go and he's just throughout the movie though that's the only scene you see oh, him do that but throughout the movie but he's just the like movie. constantly sunburned well, dude, and no you want to talk about from in just my, sitting in, my in notes, the sunroom like in, in my notes i'm great. like this is this <laughs> so is good. this needs to be studied in the in like the in classes for foreshadow like it it has some of the greatest just visual imagery when he's looking at the sun that opening scene and then he puts his hand out and it starts to blur on his hand yeah it looks they do that shot with his fucking arm that's burnt like he is he is like 
he's definitely somebody who's got space madness, dude. He's got dude, sun madness. And, and like if you don't know us, I mean, only a few people. We, me and Jordan, get rock hard for the idea of space madness. <laughs> space madness, dude. Like space madness. I do. Is I love space madness for sure. So. Yeah, uh, this is my style of this is like Solaris style, like yeah. any any like cerebral, just like being stuck in space and basically just being like marooned in space and like that just like how like I love I mean it's this movie already is a horror before Pinback even shows up is like the ship when it's creaking and it's just like they show the ship is so desolate too. It's like they go through the oh, halls and it's just like even it's like kind yeah, of very haunted housey, which again yeah. is like Alien is a huge influence. It's like right. I'm glad they didn't go the route of like they right. kept it all pure, still grounded because it was it was a constant escalation but they kept it grounded where like oh yeah when they see the icarus one it's not like oh because he even makes a joke what you afraid you're gonna run into little green men or whatever uh-huh yeah he like makes the alien joke and, yeah but then it's just like no it's the insane captain that went insane from fucking being engulfed <laughs> by the sun well and it's so it's so it's cool the because sunshine like, which is again you know there's i know dude yeah the sunshine like and that the the visual of the sun is so beautiful dude do you know do you, like have you have you looked into like i'm sure you know a little bit about like the backstory about this and like the production like quote unquote nightmare this movie um, was a smidge i mean uh, obviously so going back uh first time i saw this movie i saw it with my stepdad and we were late to the movie so i came like after all the exposition at the beginning, because there's quite oh, a bit. Oh, shit, and that, you need that, dude. It's so good. And then, <laughs> I love, but I, wa- I oh. loved it, and I ended up watching yeah. it a bunch of times since then, obviously. So it's like, right. I was, we, you and I were both pretty obsessed with it in high school. And uh, so it's like, I definitely watched all the bonus features back then, so I kind of yeah. remember, but uh, tangentially. What do you, what, well, uh, the, do you the, remember? <laughs> the, it, it, pr- it pertains to the visuals. Yeah. Because... It took them, so it's wild. They wrote this for a year, and they went through, like, you know, countless drafts. But that's that's kind of par for the course. But they wrote it for a year. It took them. They shot it in three months, which is which is pretty dope. But That's pretty it good, was, yeah. I mean, because yeah. that's the thing. This movie, we'll get to it later, but it's like, it feels like a little lower. But, you know, it's not like, if you watch it back to yeah. back to, like, Interstellar or something like that, it's like... It's like they're doing a lot with with uh, what they have. I feel like for sure, and so it's like that makes sense. It's like shoot it pretty quick, and well, and then production, and then post production. Yeah. It took post production was a year, and then visual like CG because he wanted it to like you know stand the test of times. They kept it to one studio, and they like they like painstakingly created it to where like it wouldn't. it's like weird how it would age like the practical they used on top of cg and like what they blend together and like real actual like space footage that they used in the cg so it's like actual real like film you know that's used and then like digitized turned into cg took them a year just to build all the cg out so this was like a three-year production on a three-month shoot which is wild it's crazy it's like crazy because like (laughs) even watching it and having seen it so many times, you if you'd ask me, you'd say something about the CG, Dude, and I'd be like, there's not that much CG in this it's movie. It's all but practical. A, but, yeah. But there, it's, but no, there is a, a fair all, amount, but it looks so good that it feels No, that's like, what's crazy, dude. Yeah, it's wild, though. It Like, it is all yeah. CG. Like, he didn't build huge miniatures like, you, like you'd expect. Yeah. It's all, like, digitally well, compressed and, and digitally built. For but 2007, it so good. like, 2007, it's, it's like, CG was, like, you know, CG was definitely getting there. It, 
Um, it was still like half of it. If you go back and watch something very, that's yeah, very care. little of this, <laughs> I'm like recognizing like, oh, that's obviously CG. Like, there's only a couple shots where I like actually actively think that, but mostly I'm just so engrossed because CG is used fucking correctly as a tool. It's like the right. external shots and like everything. You know, it's like back when they're out. When, uh, you know, Kaneda and Kappa are out fixing the solar panels, it's like, obviously, all the exterior shots of them out there are CG, but it's just like, it's so effective cut between the insides of their helmets and then well, the crew and inside. It's, it's like, right. And I it's don't even shot, question it. it like, if you would have cool told style. me they shot that on like a soundstage on wires, yeah. I would have been like, oh, yeah, obviously, because it looks great. <laughs> and it's, the scene yeah. is so impactful that it's like, but never, it does, I mean, it, it's, and a lot of it was it. shot. It's cool. It's cool because like 100% of the interiors were like built, like that, yeah. all that ship, you know, they built like all of that. And that's, that's really cool. But I don't know, dude, I bet you if you go back to like Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End came out in 2007, I bet if you look at the CG on that, that's a huge, that's a yeah. huge budget. There, you know, there's some huge, real the good CG like in that movie, but there is some also like, not some great CG. Cause that's anyway. the one, that's the one with, uh, uh, is Davy Jones, beard? right? Yeah. The tentacle. Yeah. Beard. He's got the squid beard. Yeah. Uh, but, but anyways, uh, <laughs> back to, back to squid in the squid in the sky. Yeah. <laughs> they love the sun, but, uh, I don't know, man. Yeah. So what, like, I guess we kind of touched on our first impressions to take it, take it back to the beginning. But, uh, I uh, I saw this in theaters. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure I saw this with Chet, and yeah. we both we both were blown away. I mean, I was yeah. I like I definitely like it 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 got me it got me good, dude. I loved <laughs> I loved like the music. It's like and Danny Boyle's so good at that, and he and he really got into it with like 28 Days Later. What and happened with Dan- like Danny Boyle? Like he's still Why? he's still there. Like you know he's still doing good stuff. But I feel like for a minute there, because we were even talking about our favorite Danny Boyle movies, and you're listening to us gush about this, but we still think that maybe Transpotting and 20 Days Later are even better. Are <laughs> like, even better. Well, no, the whole thing is, I'm actually... It's crazy that they're even this, better, and this movie's so even good. better. <laughs> like, yeah, well, and this, I know, I, I I finally got Victoria to watch this movie, and... Uh, oh, you got, so she, you guys like, did she, actually, because uh, yes. we were doing the stream thing, and you did actually right, right, sit down right. with her and watch it? Yeah, we went back and we watched it together. Oh, okay, yeah. And well, what she, was her thoughts? And she hated the third act, which is uh, which is totally acceptable. I mean, that tracks it's for fun. her, though. No, and it's that funny. It's funny. She she hates it, but she likes the like she it's whatever. I know she likes the character and she it's fine. It like kind of just she's she hates like the she was probably just like, enjoying whatever. She was enjoying all the uh-huh. like tense sci-fi yeah. drama yeah. similar and to something really like could, Interstellar. You, you really could have, and then it's like, oh no, it's scary now. I don't like scary stuff. Kind of right. It's like you really like when you think about it now. It's like when I saw it back in two thousand seven. I was like, I don't want anything to change. I thought it, I loved it, and even to this day, I still, I still the, hold the, the same trajectory. Sentiment, is, but yeah, it's it great, totally could have stayed. It's a in mystery the same the whole tension. Time. Like that, that, it's got right. this weird, like ghost ship lot because it's like obviously everything in space yeah. is very nautical in a way. So it's just like this lost ship distress signal that they find, and they're like oh, it was sabotage, and then the ship gets fucked up, and they're like, what is it? And then probably my favorite part of the whole movie, uh, I don't know if we'll see if we get to that part, but the scene when Kappa's, like, working on the thing, and the, she, uh, the robot's like, Kappa, you're dying, and he's, uh, yeah, we know, oh, we're all dying. We're all dying. And she's and like, she's yeah, but like, you won't have, an, as long as we complete the mission, she's like, you won't have enough, you'll be enough dead before then, and she's like, explain. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the scene, the shot, it's like that's a true horror moment where 
it just like it cuts and he just has the realization she's like so that what do you mean there's five members what's who's the yeah. fifth member unknown <laughs> and it's uh, just no. like like it's yeah it gets me every time too when she just oh, says no. unknown i'm like oh fuck the unknown glitched now he looks levi looks real creepy it's so good <laughs> let's see there he is oh <laughs> yeah he came back I don't, why do we get we get one of these now every episode what's going on why does like why does it decide to just have a hiccup like right in the middle? I don't know. I've been noticing that too. I wonder if there's like something with the time because it's right at know. thirty minutes. You should, actually, you should you should edit it out. <laughs> I, but, but it's like we can we, get right back into it, so it's just like I don't. Know. I mean, true, sure. Well, can we get in? Can we get in real quick? If we yeah. if we're touching on you know Danny Boyle for a moment because we're like, where did he go? Did he fall astray? No. I think I think like he's you know exactly. I know. I don't think he's. I don't think he's like lost his touch i just think he's like decided to do something different he's just kind of like life. being more chill with but it was, i think was trance what was trance about i that kind of that really like trance uh yeah. i thought it was a little misguided it was kind of got some weird moments that kind of are pointless but overall i actually really want to rewatch trance i've only watched it like once or twice uh no. and i liked it and then like well, i didn't, did I didn't see, see steve T2? jobs i did see t2 um, oh, yeah. recently I watched that actually after we watched train spotting, go listen to that episode. Um, but I watched it after we watched train spotting and I did like it. It wasn't nearly yeah. as good, but, well, sure, um, but. but it was, it was a solid addition. And, uh, yesterday was also pretty good. Uh, it was a and fun yeah, concept that, done a, well, but was it was the, just I was going like to say if the, if the gimmick like, premise, it, yeah, it was yeah. just kind of, I don't know. But, I mean, uh, I really do feel like Sunshine was his last, was his last epic, and I think it's like, honestly, you have that Garland dude, Alex Garland and it. Danny Boyle Alex Garland, together. Yeah, <laughs> they fucking. I need, I need them back because on their own, they're good and they're fine. Like Alex Garland, his directorial debut was great, and I've liked his other pieces that he's done after. But them together, can we get them back together, dude? Because they did, they did. Beach, which I don't care if you didn't like that. I love Beach. I think the Beach is fucking cool. I want to see it again because I, I did like it, but I remember being like, I was already, I watched the Beach after I'd watched a lot of his other stuff. Uh, after this, probably. Yeah. I see. Yeah, no, I saw Beach between Twenty Eight Days Later, so yeah. that's how come it's like I like it kind of mix them together. Like the Beach was definitely the Beach does. That's what I love though. It's like that's Alex Garland's writing is like yeah. he does tonal shifts, and it's like. He like he dares to dream about creating like more than one genre. He, like, he takes you know, the he, risk. Love it. And I think yeah. that's, this movie, I it obviously didn't work for some people, and that's probably what kept this movie from like because this movie is pretty well liked. But yeah. that's always the complaint is it's not like this movie wasn't made well. It's got bad characterization, whatever. The complaint is always either something with the science fiction, which boohoo, it's a fucking movie. Uh, suspension mm-hmm. of disbelief, like yeah, there's gravity, so like whatever, uh, and then also the tonal shift, and it's just like, ah, but I'm just so glad they swung for it, and I for me it really works, and yeah. for a lot of people it really works, and but yeah, that's Alex Garland, man, like he'll he does. And it, Twenty Days Later is my that's my that's my favorite that's in my like top three favorite movies of all time. Yeah. Period. Let alone like Alex Garland's like greatest. Did we do? Movie. We I, didn't do a whole episode on Twenty Eight Days. We didn't do a whole. It was part we just, of we the watched Horror-tober, it for Horror-tober, yeah. Which I'm like, we could, we could do that. it. No, no, we we don't need to do. We don't need again, a full though. episode. But I would watch it again. No, I, Twenty Days Later is. I'm right now the the next Danny Boyle movie we're watching for sure. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna put it on polls again. It never wins the polls, 
but fucking shallow grave. That's the next one because I love shallow I know. Because that was the awesome. one. I've only seen. I've only me. seen that like twice, if that. Maybe once for sure. And then yeah, I don't. I just remember a lot of like a lot of stylistic choices in that. And that's. I think that's what I like. Is like, it's like I don't. So Slumdog kind of just sits in it. Like, dude, I forget. It's just he like even a weird job. Even it's a weird slum soup job. in my brain of like yeah. what it is. So Sludge Dog is like weird, but um, 127 hours. I remember being oh like, my, I forgot okay, he did this that. Is, <laughs> I like, I remember being like, this is cool. Like I, I'm kind of like Danny Boyle's. I like He's still doing things. Like he was, he definitely like, he kept like the motivation going, and like I'm kind of like Danny Boyle's really good at that. Like he just, I don't know. I feel like he's like house music. I can't even really get into like. I know. He's just like he, he's got, he's got such a good energy, a good momentum in all of his movies. I mean, Millions Millions is amazing, too. Have you millions seen that? is good. Yeah, millions I really is like so millions. cool. And it's like it's cool that he did kind of like a, what a... quote unquote, like young adult. <laughs> God, there was a director we were talking about. Maybe it was Linklater. But like, I think I mentioned Danny Boyle back when we were talking about Linklater for one of the last either Days and Confused or Scanner Darkly. Go listen to those episodes. But <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, I was talking about how he's one of the only directors that is so varied is like Linklater. And then I I pretty sure i mentioned also danny boyle because that's the thing it's like danny boyle's got a style but it's like 28 days later and sunshine and train spotting it's like there are such different movies but it's like you can again you could still feel his fingerprints on it though like so hard but it's just like yeah well, i like that, that yeah, he like, he's not like he just he does this thing well, and i'm glad because he always he succeeds at it and that's the sign of like a really good one of the signs of a really great director is like he does everything he tries is pretty good. Right. Yeah, he does he can stick the landing. It's kind of it's like he always I mean even with even with that stylistic choice of having Pinbacker be like be like shrouded. It's it's weird because instead of having him be shrouded in in darkness or being shrouded by objects or even just cloaked, it's like it's like the camera's broken around him. Like he's producing. It's like it's cool because it's like it almost is like it doesn't work because it's like, well, it's not part of the narrative, but yeah. it like literally is like he just is full of so much radiation. And like, yeah, that's what it feels like. This it feels energy like around him that like the camera actively can't toxic. It. And it's yeah. And it's like, cool, because that's like I know that's like his, you know, stylistic choice on top of like this is a practical thing. You can't get him, even though I'm kind of like it got like it's 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 like i'm glad that it doesn't happen as it only happens as much as it does because it does kind of like yeah. become gimmicky and fatigued it, a little if, bit if they would have done the whole camera thing like yeah you're right it's fairly right. limited and it's good for that cuz it's like there's enough tension leading up to that that but it is like effective you know but, but i think it, it's but, effective i love it yeah. yeah no don't don't get me wrong it's like this is a yeah 4.5 star i think the film, only thing 100%. that like audiences would have hated it more, but the only thing me and Jordan would have probably liked more if it was actually some like fucking uh, sun god creature. Like he just basically just like becomes I mean, this whole thing. <laughs> like, and that's kind of right, right, right. I mean, but I'm, I'm the, glad like, they kept it grounded though, because it all feels yeah. very. Because the whole rest of the movie, that's why I'm like, I don't understand why people are so. I mean, I get it, but also you're wrong. Why people are so butthurt by the tonal shift? Because it's like it's all there and it's all grounded. It's not like, yeah, if an alien suddenly showed up or if, yeah, he ended up being some fucking, yeah. like he's like, I met some Eldritch, Eldritch creature God. in space. Yeah. You know, and like, right, right. That's what, that's what's like, cool is they never went they supernatural it, with it. They pushed it to the brink of but, like, right. what can we do to keep ramping this up and make this tense and make everything, all this conflict happen 
while also making our characters try and make smart decisions and like get out of these situations. Uh, cause they do that many times. They're like, how can we, they, Oh, we blast ourselves into the airlock. And then, and because they're, they're smart characters in like a horror type situation, marooned in space for whatever. And it's like Kappa dr- blowing the hole in the fucking thing. And then like yeah, decompressing opening. it. So he oh, can dude. get out. And that's such a, that's like a, it's such a beautiful, tragic shot. It's like, man, I, I just love, uh, Oh yeah. Dude. Michelle, Michelle Young. I had uh, no idea. It was Mich- I haven't watched this. Dude. I didn't really know who Michelle Yo was last time I watched this. Yeah, dude. But then I was like, Oh, that's Academy Award winning actress, Michelle Yo <laughs> watching it this time. No. Right. And I like, and I love her character. Do you know what's, you know, what's cool. This is a tangent, but, um, Michelle Yo was, she was like the first person casted and Danny Boyle was so impressed with like just who she was like off like off camera like her audition and then just her person is like uh amazing she was offered any part she could be any character she wanted to be in the script oh, that's cool and they would just rewrite they would rewrite that like character to like change you know quote unquote gender or yeah but even then to, it's like, like they're all pretty much by their last names so like she, any character so she could be played by True. Any, no, right. anyone else, and that's, you know? that's kind of the whole, that was the whole thing. It's like, it doesn't matter. But anyhow, they were like, yeah, if she wanted to be any, any part and she was most attracted to the botanist. And so she liked, you know, that makes sense. Little, Cause she is a good character. Keeper. The only, and she I, works so good for that. Oh. What is the, so Kate or whatever, the, uh, the other, the gal that makes it the farthest and it's like kind or of, and I'm glad Cassie, they didn't make yeah. Cassie. That's what I meant. Yeah, they, right, uh, right. they didn't, I'm glad they didn't make like a, a like a love subplot. Like you could no, tell they have they, chemistry. Yeah, like, their chemistry, and I love how it's like just close quarters, and they they definitely get along the most. It's like you, you know? can see them but having a situation so where happy. like one night late they like kissed or something weird. But I'm sure, glad that maybe the movie's just, not about that. No, but it's like I wouldn't even it's in the I don't subtext. even think anything physical. I just think that they've just talked. I like and literally yeah. like just they've yeah. been together so long, and it's like because well, she's like she's the only time she's like in his private quarters. What's so it's like, what's her yeah. job? Do you remember what her job is? She, uh. Not 100% sure because it's like I, Cassie I forgot it. and I've seen Mace. This movie so many times I it was forgot Chris, it. Chris Evans and. Oh, we haven't Rose, even talked Rose about Burn him at all. Yeah. I know Chris <laughs> Evans. I know, right? It's great. Yeah, well, Captain America's in he, this. He does his job perfectly but, fine. Oh, like, he's, he's so good he's in the it, dude. Head, bitch I, boy. Like, I like well, it. And I love. I love it. Yeah. Kappa, I love, yeah. Like he d- do it. Kappa. Do it. Kappa. I know that was. <laughs> yeah, that was something. <laughs> right. He. Yeah. That kind of. He was definitely that. Like his death. Because like I was like, ah, he gets done dirty in this movie. You know, it was effective though. Uh, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Cassie or Casey or whatever. She uh, is just another navigation. Like yeah. I think they're. She's like I think the like co-pilot the three... or something. Like they say. Right. I'm pretty sure Mace, she's like. Mace is like. She is an astronaut because that's the thing. Her. Right. And right, right. and Chris uh, Chris Evans are. Yeah. Mace. Yeah. They like flight. They're astronauts, you know. And it's like everyone else is like mostly scientists, you know. Well, and Kaneda. I wish he was in it more because he's the first person to die, but he's cool. Oh, I loved him, and it's so like it's so sad. But I love that like I love that Kaneda and and the what the hell is the other Cyril, name the then? like psychiatrist, Cyril, yeah. yeah, the psychiatrist Cyril. Like I love that they both they both are getting space madness. They <laughs> like, are a they little both, bit, because like, that's, yeah. that's the yeah. thing. We'll we'll skip to that right now. So I love the horror movie moment, but that's the best scene. <laughs> <laughs> that's, oh, dude, that's I know that's the scene. scene we that's the scene that we've like we've quoted the most. What is, do you what, see? What do you see, Kaneda? <laughs> What do you say? <laughs> you can't. I can't. Like, it's, I can't. do you know why we? Do you know why we quote it so dramatically? Is because the music is it, intense. It's like, so he, intense. 
Yeah. Why is it just like, what do you see? Like, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Why? Oh my God. Well, it's great because it is like, it literally is like, he doesn't have enough time. And I kind of, that was a little, that was a little like, I don't know if you know the inner workings. I need to watch that scene again to kind of understand why he died. Like he kind of chose to die. I understand. Like, yeah, the whole day, uh, the ship had to move everything back itself. And so it's like, they just didn't have enough time. And so, he fixed yeah. the last panel while Kappa right. made it back to the edge of the thing. And so Kappa right. barely got out of there in time. But Kaneda, he knew that he had to fix the panel. And then by then, he didn't want to try and give himself false hope and make a desperate race. Like, he knew he was going to die I, anyway. And so right. he's just like, now he's out there, like, in space. And he's just like, you know what? I wonder if I can see this fucking thing. Like, actually <laughs> I just know, see he it, really you know? wanted to, yeah. <laughs> He wanted to, like, see the true, like, because it's the like, bear it sun. Like, dude, don't be wrong. This Get is my, like, this is why, I, by the sun, this, is, <laughs> this is, this is why I love it. It's like, I am like, I'm like, the sun is the only thing that could factually be God. So it's like, it's the only thing <laughs> I mean, that exists it, it as was, God. It was so God for it, most it of God. human civilization, pretty much. Right, exactly, or exactly. civilization, like, but like human history, like, sh- Sure. I'm yeah. going to start worshiping like, the sun. I mean, that's, <laughs> like, yeah, that's the thing. It's like, it, like, it's kind of memed to death now that like praise the sun, but it really is like this. Like it, it's so, it's so like, that's why it is perfect. That's why I, we so, do love yeah, it. Powerful. It's so, uh, right. Cause and it goes I, back I love how the, into human history. Even like our upset, it's literally right. the course of our life. It's the center of our solar system. Like, uh, the almighty, if it is a God, yeah. Like you said, it basically is. And so, the fact that it's like the main antagonist is the sun itself. And then pinbacker who goes mad, basically worshiping the sun is just, it's just too cool, man. It's too fucking cool. Like it's too cool. And that, yeah, it really is. It just really like, and he's got some of like the coolest monologues and dude, it gives me, it gives me God dang chills every time I see that. And he's just like, he's like, it takes eight minutes for the sun to reach the earth. Yeah. And so if it's a particularly bright day, you know, we made it. And you're just like, and he's just sitting there in between like so the good. explosion. It's, oh my God. I don't so know. This good. movie definitely, I, I, it's definitely. I like, really, cause that's the thing. I think about every step of this movie. Cause it's so well paced, dude. Like yeah. it's got like, uh, it's tight. It's tight. It's, it's, tight. it's wet. Man. This, is, <laughs> this movie this is, is wet. This is sopping wet. wet, even though it's in direct <laughs> yeah. sunlight the entire time. It's like soaking, <laughs> yeah. man. It just won't dry. And like every like because you can think I can think of like so many intense, well put together, well characterized. Like like this movie's got an eight man cast and all the characters are fucking like interesting. Like I like them. All. They're, they're, they're not like super. They're very they're not like Yeah. No, like, they're not but, like super like, deep. Like they don't have their huge backstories. But yeah, it's all subtext. Yeah. Like they're their mannerisms and their characteristics, like say who about they are. Like there's not like huge exposition dumps where it's Harvey's all like no. my fucking wife and kids back home. You know what I mean? Like, who uh-huh. cares? you know, everything right. you need to know about Harvey, about how he responds to stressful situations, which this movie is just fucking stressful situation after stressful situation that Kappa has had by making the like inciting incident of them hearing the Icarus one, you know what I mean? Right. Uh, and then it's well, like dude, Kappa the, had to make the decision. And because of that, and like uh, Mace is the constant s- reminder that's constantly like the blood is on your hands. Like literally puts the fucking bloody scalpel. In I don't put the blood. Yeah. And it's just like, there's just so much good tension and good conflict, which like the conflict is the fucking source of any drama. You know what I mean? It's just, it's, this movie rules. I love this movie. <laughs> I do too. The I was gonna say actually, um, 
on this on this rewatch, I there was it, it's like it's totally just my own personal thing, and it doesn't. It's like I don't know. To, it's a movie, so if you start poking holes into any, you're, there is no movie that's like completely perfectly sound and tight. There's nothing, you know. There's always room for like, but why? When Mace starts explaining to the crew, because it's like it's for the audience, obviously. When he's like, because it, it it it's a sound argument on his end, because he's like, we have one bomb, we need to take it. That's our main objective. That's it. Period. So you know, Mace is probably a military guy or something. He he's very like, this is our objective. We have to. We're on course. Let's not deviate because that like, if you deviate off course then you you're probably you're like it is really like your probability to fail is higher because yeah. now you're off course and so anyways so he's explaining like we've got the payload we've got the the one bomb and we have to take it and like how he's explaining to the crew and he's like he's like and if we don't get that bomb there then the world dies and he's like he's iterating a point but we we already know that everyone you know, our, everyone, the crew the, everyone the, the has ship. a good point because like a lot of right. people no, agree I'm with just, him, too. I'm just saying, you know? this is the only time... No, they agree with him, sure. But it's like, it's the only time in the movie where I'm like, he's he is expedition dump for us, the audience member, because everyone on the ship, they know what they're doing. They know they're taking the, the, the bomb to the sun to reignite but, it, to, like, yeah. save the world. Yeah. But but it is something he does... He needs to say it again because it does push the point home that I agree. we just should stay well, on track. Yeah, you I know, mean, that's the only, that's having, the only time that I was kind of like... Exposition is totally fine. It's done so well. When yeah, that's the thing. Sparsed yeah. out well, which I think it is in this movie. Oh, it's perfect. And yeah. it, and like I'm saying, it's like, as I explain, I have a gripe with it, it fits in with the movie so well that it's like, really, yeah. you don't even notice it. I, you know, I've never really noticed that until yeah. this viewing. I think a lot <laughs> so of other... Like, oh, my brother's it. one... He's got the one gripe, and then it's like the, yeah, what, the other the couple gripes. The slingshot, though. Why, why do people get upset about the slingshot around Mercury? I'm like, that's just legit. I don't get it. No, what's, it's it's because what's the they, they use the slingshot to use the speed from the slingshot to get to the sun, but then they stop at the Icarus. And so basically implying that they, like, where did they have a buttload of fuel then to then stop the slingshot, essentially? Right. I guess that's true, because he, because when he's like, I recalculated and did it for yeah, fuel costs I think stuff. it's essentially it work. the return it, cost of the fuel that was, they spent that would have been for the return right. trip home. And that's, but. and that's what, he does explain that, actually, in the yeah. movie. That's how come I was like, is that what they were thinking? I was worrying about fuel? Because in yeah. the movie, it's it's implied that, like, no, I, I, burnt, I burnt our home fuel. And it's kind of one of those things, even Cass says, like, We'll just we'll cross that bridge when we get there because like comms yeah. go down and he's like we need comms to get home. She's like we'll cross that bridge when we get there yeah. and then like they're like yeah <laughs> get, we just get real Harvey fuel. get real right 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 right. Um, like, it was kind of you're gonna is, you're, you're gonna space, freeze in space and then shatter, which is another fucking cool scene. <laughs> it's so cool. Um, it's so beautiful. But like I I know that there's like uh, there's a couple compromises in this movie for like I see people get wigged out like this is not a hard sci-fi film where it's just like. Well, actually, the science, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? I'd sometimes, because I used to get griped out about, like, the gravity. You know what I mean? Like, that used to be a minor gripe of mine where it's just like, oh, like, they're in well, space, that, but they have gravity. That actually is and if they rotate, in their Like, 2001, right. which is, like, hard yeah. sci-fi. But, like, mm-hmm. the ship itself is not rotating. They have a constant plane of gravity, which... Basically, yeah. is implied that something to do with that spinning thing at the center, and that's is right. And helping that's why creating artificial gravity, which creating artificial gravity, that's and the there's thing. there's things that just the whole there's things that spin on the ship itself yeah. when and it's outside. There's so much stuff 
yeah. spinning, and that is what, yeah. Well, that's the whole thing, you know, that's, uh, but that's, I haven't cared about that since, you know, the second time I watched this, maybe, and I, uh, but that is, I know that sometimes things people get hung up on are those, like, little minor things, Um, but it's like this, that's what this movie chooses to sacrifice, as, like, a Scorsese doesn't care if there's a weird continuity error, this movie is making the decision that it's just, like, your suspension of disbelief already, like, there's, gra- there's you know, they have artificial gravity. Boom, get over it. This is not, we're not going to spend right. 10 minutes describing why there's artificial gravity because that's not the point of the movie. Do you want me to have a scene where we're like, make up some fake shit and be like, here's the artificial gravity and here's how it works, you know what I mean? And so it's like, uh, I feel the same way. that I feel like there's a lot of things you can just kind of explain away pretty easily with the suspension and disbelief, like the like the fuel thrusters and everything, like sure, like it doesn't show them using the fuel, but it's implied, no, and right. you can kind yeah. of assume that that's the case, uh, because it's non-critical to the story that they're trying to tell, and so it's just like, I don't care, you know what I mean? And I think some hardcore sci-fi nerds, like I love Interstellar, but that's probably one of my things about Interstellar, where it's just like it's focusing yeah. so much, like. Like, I feel like Christopher Nolan's like, no, this is how you have to do it exactly. Yeah. And I'm like, uh-huh, we well, no, get it, move dude, they, on. They, this scene is already 30 minutes long. Like Christopher Nolan, he does he does the pitfall that we're talking about. Christopher Nolan ex- over-explains yeah. the spinning ships. He's like, you're spinning at this velocity, and I'm going to spin at this velocity and opposite, and then we'll become neutral, and then we can hook on. Well, and it's like, it's cool. It's a cool scene, and it does work mathematically, sure. Yeah. Everything like that, but it does become this long 15 minute uh, exposition dump to doesn't explain the story something they could have you know? just done yeah like just right. do it and then it's just like and that's how yeah. it works but i do i do enjoy interstellars i like i mean interstellar is great too but I, this yeah. movie when people talk about the greatest film set in space this movie should be talked about in my opinion alongside interstellar Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I think this movie is just as good, and I probably enjoy it more than Interstellar. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Like as, as much as I do, I like Interstellar because it. Becomes, I like it a lot too. It kind of becomes like an abstract, like ending where it's like. I, well, you know, they swung for it too, and that's why sci-fi right. is such a fucking great genre, sci-fi man. Is like, yeah. Is because you really it, it allows for those risks. You know, it allows. For people to get really like that's why sci-fi and horror are the fucking goats, man. Because like they, it's like the vehicle to tell really interesting stories and to like really push ideas. You know what I mean? Kind of to the brinks. Uh, and I well, think and that's and it's a good, it's a good excuse to get a group of people into a room that are that are collectively trying to accomplish a goal, and then that causes perfect tension. It's yeah. it's great. It's it's flawless. Uh, I love it. Do you have any? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I've been pulling, trying to pull that up for like the last. I had you, it for like the last fifteen minutes. The Reddit's. I know. But, well, uh, I'll, I'll, we'll quit. I'll give you a we'll quit gushing m- about this movie so much. But I know. Right, that's basically what it is. It's, it's like but, we loved it. You, I'm sure you loved it too out there in the world. But, but we'll, it's, uh, we love it because yeah. it's really fucking well made. Like it is really good. Yeah, and uh, I can tell you now that the budget was actually pretty substantial. It was 26 mil, which is like. Not crazy high, but when you look at like upgrade, upgrade I feel like has the same production value, kind of a little bit. Well, and it's like it's upgrades. like quarter of the price or whatever. Yeah, you know? upgrades punching way so, above its weight. This right. feels, this, you know, this, this feels like a thirty million dollar movie, right? Almost, right? Um, yeah. But like it does feel lean. Like the the sets are really good, but, but it's it, just like 
contained. I think it's crazy because it, it's what this movie is is it's it proves to me that we don't need to spend any more money than thirty million. No, we've been <laughs> we've been saying that for a look, while that it's just yeah, like, you can you can make almost any movie you want <laughs> with thirty yeah. million dollars. So right. just for context, yeah. the, can you remember what the budget for Interstellar is? I got it right here. The budget. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure a hundred. It's a hundred. Like one hundred and sixty-five million. One hundred sixty-five. Yeah. yeah, that's bonkers. So dude. for context, you know, yeah. movie this and movie Interstellar is like looks several good, times, but it's just like it looks I'm like, better. I, I think, but like sure, not, not by but, enough margin to uh-uh. to make and over a hundred ten year, million dollars t- more. It's like a ten year difference too, yeah. so it's like it's just wild to be like, or maybe it's only was Interstellar like two thousand eleven, so maybe it's like a five year difference. 20, but regardless, like twenty fourteen, I think. Oh, was it fourteen? Anyways, 14, 14. dude, cray cray that we're like we're looking at like, you know, and and CG is only getting better by every year from yeah. two thousand seven to twenty six you know, million is actually not so. like that's to me that seems pretty like that lean but like good like it does feel right. like they didn't have. Like they spent all their money really effectively. It doesn't seem like there was anything that was super super, super like super uh, over the top. I can't talk. Yeah, superfluous. But uh, <laughs> it's the Jager. anyhow. Uh, I know we'll totally. Right, yeah, dude. Anyway, <laughs> Tell anyway, me about anyway. it, baby. Give me the anyway. sloppy kiss. Wait, I gotta finish. Okay. It made it 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 made thirty four million. Oh, is so that it? it like it did okay, but it's like is that it? It was against everything. Two thousand seven. Remember. 2007 is oh, the year. Yeah. Go back, look at 2007. 2007 had God, this every movie, single I movie. Just, you just blew it in every single movie, for me, dude. Man. This movie, every came single out in 2007 movie. Also, yes, every single movie that came out in 2007 was fucking great. Like literally, great, even yeah. it's like it's like yeah, it's like even the Transformer iteration like was better than anything we have now. It's just wild. It's like it's like every great movie in the world came out in 2007. Seriously, <laughs> it's crazy. Like there, there will be blood. No country. Blood, Zodiac. No country. Zodiac. <laughs> Sunshine. There's, uh, a, there's like another one that we was it signal. No, no, no. Signal. Another one. Yeah. That, it was signal, right? Nobody, yeah, nobody else like, likes the signal. It's but like, us, it's, but like it's like, it's like what the flip flop, dude. I was actually thinking the other day. I'm like, signal would be a really dope. It would be great to get that remade as a miniseries. Anyways, <sighs> by by them, by the directors, you know, yeah. by the three of them. But, uh, I mean, anyways, David Bruckner is starting to get some clout, maybe. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, maybe you come back. Shut up. Tell me some Reddits. <laughs> I know, right? We're like an hour in. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Live Strong B. I was. Bell was. Live Strong B. was. Uh, says, a lot of folks parrot Quentin Tarantino who said it was a perfect movie that was betrayed by its third act. Get fucked. Uh, yeah. I can understand Incorrect. That. Yeah. I mean, Tarantino's got a lot of bad takes. He's got some good takes, but he's got some he's, bad takes, too. He's got some really bad takes. No, like, he he can, refuses he to movies, watch Return takes. of the Living Dead because he hates Dan O'Bannon. And I'm like, Ugh. fuck you, man. Anyway. Yeah, uh, wrong. He continues to say, I can understand that perspective, but f- I frankly love the ending. This was my favorite movie for almost a decade until Arrival eclipsed it. The cast is legendary. Which is, which, yeah, oh. which is great. That Arrival I, Arrival's another tight ass fucking side. Arrival <laughs> belongs in the same conversation, and they are both yeah. ma- like pretty much masterpieces. Uh, the cast is legendary. The score is iconic. This is still one of the most beautiful movies I've ever seen. This movie was when I really sat up and took notice of Alex Garland. He continues to be my favorite screenwriter. Um, yeah, Alex Garland. We've talked. You know who he is by now. And if not, look him up because yeah. Alex Garland. Yeah. He's got he, everything. He's got some good shit. He's a, he's. A, so I'm going to keep an eye on. So, uh, Clones or People 2 says, first watch of this, and I loved it. The pacing, editing, and 
acting and score really pushed the film along and kept me on edge throughout. It really felt like a horror at times, and I enjoyed how the film ramped up. The score was fantastic, although I had a small issue with the sounds of space. Uh, that's another okay. that's another like sci-fi nerd thing where it's like, eh, well, actually, uh-huh. there's no things in space, but it's like, and I'm not dissing on you. I'm just saying like that. A lot, those are a lot of the gripes I heard. I had to defend. I'm like suspension of disbelief. Do you want an entertaining movie or do you want a fucking 100 percent right. scientifically accurate film? Like anyway. And and I'm like I'm like there's a lot of it where it's like built inside of like actual things. It's not like sound really escapes it. It's like and it's sensationalized. Anyways, I'm just defending it a little bit, but yeah. I understand it totally. I, there are yeah. parts where I'm like, oh, that wouldn't oh, be. I get, especially on your first factual, viewing, but, that shit stands yeah. out because my uh-huh. first second viewing, I felt the same way. It wasn't until I watched this movie many times that I'm just like, no, these are beyond deliberate. <laughs> yeah. uh, but then he says, I read about, uh, oh, the film was fantastic. Though. I had a small issue with the sounds of space. I would have preferred more silence, and that could have been used to add to the tension. Kind of agree. Yeah. I mean, I, I think mean, there's yeah, a couple Alien did, Alien did it, though, too. Um, you know, that's like, yeah. I read a lot about the film after I watched, and I didn't have a problem with the third act. Um, I thought it was set up properly, and although the film goes a bit crazy at the end, I was fully on board with it. Overall, this was great. Up there with Moon and Arrival for me. I look forward to rewatching this in a few years. Nine out of ten. Nice. Glad you like. Hell yeah, dude. And Moon. Moon. I always bring up Moon, man. We we did Moon. We did don't, Moon. Don't listen. Don't listen to that podcast. That's an older <laughs> one, but that uh, was a really old it was one. Just I don't basically know. Basically, <laughs> me sucking off Sam Rockwell the whole time. So I I know, right? Yeah, we just yeah, we loved uh, it. But so and then I got one more for you. So Turbo Thirteen says this movie was a bright star in a large space of <laughs> sci-fi movies, and I loved it. I thought the pacing, the score, and the CGI were super good. The, the only beef I have is the scene where it shows them slingshotting around Mercury and then yeah. stopped the ship to dock with Icarus 1 and didn't really touch on it. It's implied, dog. Uh, best part of the movie was the switch to almost a horror thriller. See, I haven't talked to him in person about this yet, but I'm glad he liked that. Uh, yeah, with what great. I call the Sun Demon, a.k.a. the captain from <laughs> Icarus 1. Uh, with that, I give this a 4.4 4 out of 5. Uh, that's Damn. a high praise. So that's thank really you, praise. everyone, for... Cool. Thanks, guys. Uh, watching and commenting, and for the two of you guys that commented, this is your first time watching it, so I'm really happy that, like, us doing this has caused you to go watch this great movie, because it's, I think it's a fucking great sci-fi movie, and every time I talk about, like, what's the best, like, sci-fi movies, and I just want more movies set in space specifically, because sci-fi is a huge genre, but it's just, like, there is something inherently unsettling about just being in space that i love <laughs> oh yeah it's like because it is it's like i don't know man i on a pirate ship i don't think i would it's like you it, could i mean you could probably you could well, make the this same, movie on a ship yeah too. it's the same and it's the, the same, same thing, but i just love the amped up so to like a, a million and yeah. yeah yeah um so anyway thanks guys for commenting i really appreciate that and all that so uh did, did we get anything from travis i think you would have said something right no, he didn't. He wanted uh, in a text message though. He wanted us to talk about, um, talk about the flashes. How that oh, like yeah. that's such a good because that really that like that ramped up the horror. That got me like intrigued because I was like, holy shit, what's going on? Where it would be like there. So when uh, when they go to Icarus One, you start seeing these flashes of faces. And then, like, later you find out that, like, it's the crew. It's that – it's the photo, you know, that fun, happy photo that they take in Zero Gravity yeah. and the whole crew's together. It's shots of all the crew members when they're walking through Icarus 1. And it's just – it's so eerie and it's so trippy because you – the first time I saw this movie, I didn't – I, like, 
didn't know what was happening. I was like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, is the screen broken? Like, half, like I was like, what is going did on? Did I just see a flash of a face? Because yeah. it's like one yeah. frame, one or two frames. Yeah. And then and then it happened a couple more times. I'm like, because it happens like right when the light pans across the lens or yeah. something. And I'm like, oh, yeah. But that is such an effective thing because it's like you oh, never so know good. the second crew. You know what I mean? Not really. You know Pinback and that's Pinback and that's pretty much it. Yeah. But it's like that's such a small thing to like humanize and also show like when it's so this is what so this visually, is this is visually the, storytelling. Yeah. It's their the void of them, you know. Like they're yeah. on the ship. It's so quiet. It's full of dust. You could you and can even almost says, hear their like, like giggles. Mostly, it's like it, that's what it feels like. It's yeah. like they're like you're seeing their flashes and they're like they're like little footsteps or pitter pattering. Yeah, it's, it's, like, it it's makes creepy. the scene so much more tense when they're going around the oh, ship. Totally. Dude, and when you find them, when you find them on the ship, and you're just like, oh, and it's like, and they look like those like Pompeii, you know, it is like, very much flash, like that, yeah. flash burn, like it's fucking beautiful. It's so cool, God, dude. And then like when the arm breaks off, and it's like that's right when the ship disconnects. Uh-huh. That's such good editing, dude. Oh my God, this movie's tight. <laughs> this movie is, baby. It is. It's, it's so sopping wet. wet, dude. God, I loved it. But All right, it, <laughs> I mean. How, do you want to? We got like fifteen more minutes of us saying this is a great movie. <laughs> this movie is wet, man. Go let's on. just wrap it. Let's wrap it up. Thank right. you, everybody. Yeah. Thanks um, for commenting. I'm glad we got to finally watch living. this because we have talked about getting it on here eventually. So we're gonna just do this podcast long enough. We're gonna end up doing some really weird movies eventually. So we'll just see everything yeah. that we want to watch. Maybe I know. Yeah, because. Uh, we need Solaris now because I was thinking I'm like I know I haven't seen Solaris for a minute and that kind of does what this movie could have done because it could have made it where it's like oh the sun madness and now I'm starting to see like Pinback yeah, could have just been a vision uh, or something. We'll you know? talk about Anyways, like yeah. but maybe we'll do like once a week we'll do like yeah we'll pick like Tarkovsky movies or something or like yeah, do find another right, way right. to work them in. We but got, uh, yeah. uh, speaking of movies that I put on the poll multiple times and never wins. So this next uh, moving on this last month has been sci-fi but we're moving on into the next month we're going to do uh, I wanted to do movies that take place um, across the course of like one day, about yeah, like twenty four hour movies. Hour we we yeah. we always had kind of we're, a soft spot. We're a little for, we're a little loose on twenty four hour movies too because it's like I'm not gonna like it's like days and confused is twenty four hours even though it takes place over two days. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm not gonna like. Yeah, I, I'll probably yeah, go on and I'll make a post about like what are your favorite movies this. But I'm not going to yeah. be like, well, actually, there's a flashback I, that doesn't I really know, count. Right, right. It's like, you know, yeah. it's like, you know, it's pretty loose. But generally speaking, most of the movie taking place over the course of like a day because it's like that live action. So much conflict in a day. Uh, I don't want these big epics. The opposite. I'm trying to bring it down. But the the movie and I'm sad because it only got one vote. The poor soul that voted for it. And I'm like, one day we will watch kids because <laughs> <laughs> nobody I got one vote. Yes. So kids, we're not watching kids. Yeah. The movie we were watching next week is actually Spike a Spike Lee joint. A Spike Lee do the, joint. Do the right thing, which is which is kind of a it's kind of a kids esque. <laughs> Not really. I, have you seen it? It it's it's New York. Yeah, dude, it's great. I've I ne- love it. I've man. never seen it, and it's been on my list forever. Yeah. So I'm glad I'm glad it won. I actually voted for it, and I didn't think it would win because I put some. Like I put some pretty competitive Dude, movies fucking, on there, but it's fucking dope. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's it's really cool. I'm, I'm, I'm really I'm looking forward again. to watching it too, especially because it's starting to get really hot here too. Because I think I put it on yeah. one of the yeah. summer movies that we did last year, and it didn't win. Yeah. But do the right thing, baby. It's, yeah. it's really good. So John Turturro is great. In it, so. Oh yeah, God, he's in it. I didn't even know that. Yeah. See, you know I'm there for John. <laughs> Go listen to our Miller's Crossing episode. Um, yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so next week we're watching Do the Right Thing. Check that out. 
Um, thanks for listening to this, and thank you to everyone on the Reddit, to all the patrons. Oh yes, our Let's lovely patrons. Thank you. We've uh, we've got Let's fun things coming down the pike. I made more stickers, so hopefully that yeah. means we're gonna get some more stickers. Yeah, we're working on some ways, some cool uh, movie night kind of shit that we're gonna roll out here in the future. Hopefully to kind of have more interaction. So I think it's gonna be fun. It'll be good. So thanks for listening. We're all just scare dust. Let's talk yeah. <laughs> yeah. For real, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Goodbye. Goodbye.